This is the first Harvest Growth Podcast Christmas special. Today, I interview the narrator of a new Christmas audiobook. He shares snippets from this touching story, and we also discuss how to use Audible as a new way to market your business. It's a way many of you haven't thought of before, and it's a really fun interview. I know you're going to enjoy it. Are you looking for new ways to make your sales grow? You've tried other podcasts, but they don't seem to know. Harvest the growth potential of your product or service as we share stories and strategies that'll make your competitors nervous. Now, here's the host of the Harvest Growth Podcast, John LeClaire. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm really excited to be interviewing one of my favorite people. I have to say that in part because we're related, but also we've been friends for many years. He's my brother-in-law, Brian Boggess. He's also the author of Mountain Philosopher, an online magazine, which I encourage everyone to check out. But today's show, we're going to talk about something I think really unique, but also that I'm excited to share with our audience. And it's about how to post a book onto Audible. So if you're listening and think, hey, I don't have a book, there's nothing I want to share with my, my audience or whatever, I would encourage you, if you're an inventor an entrepreneur, a product marketer, any kind of business owner listening to this show, and you don't have a book, a, a podcast, or an online, you know, an audio book, I, the process can be pretty simple. And I want to talk about that today with Brian. We're going to share his, his specific story in a couple of minutes. But as he shares his story, think about how you might publish or promote a, an audiobook of your own. So I talk to a lot of people like, hey, I'd love to write a book, which I did many years ago. Uh, it's a lot of work and I'm not a writer, right? But it's so much easier to do audio in many ways because you could be conversational. It's something you can sit down and give an outline, record it, and you could sell that or promote it on Audible or give it away for free, depending on what your business model is, talking about the category that you are an expert in that fits with your business, for example, it's a great way to really promote your business. So that's the business side of it. We're going to jump in and talk about Brian's specific story and hear how he's promoting his his new book that he's bringing out. I call it new. We'll get into the story a little later on. Uh, that's another interesting part of this, uh, the story that we'll share as well. Um, but let's let's jump in. Brian, again, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on here with me. Thank you, John. It's good to be with you. And uh, and and again, I know they say you could choose your friends, but John, not your relatives. But I would have chosen you anyway. So <laughs> very kind. You know, I appreciate appreciate you having me on. Excited oh, to I'm talk to you about this. I'm super excited. So we're going to get into the actual story of the book that you've recorded and put onto to Audible in more detail in a minute. But I do want to give the audience kind of a prep of what we're talking about. And then let's get into the Audible process a little bit more. Sure. So this is this is a book that's in the public domain. So it's old enough. It's over 100 years old. Is that the limit? Is it 100 years? There's you know, in, in, in countries, it's either 70 years or 80 years after the death of the author, usually is how that works. So in, in this case, this was published before 1927. Um, the author died, um, you know, after that, and and it's within the public domain now. So perfect. A um, hundred years is a is a safe way to look at it. Hundred years after death of the author, or a hundred years after publication. But you'll want to double check, uh, you know, with each work you're talking about with public domain. And what's the title of the book? The title of the book is the story of the other wise man. And again, we're going to get into the details of the story right. uh, in a couple of minutes on the on the interview. But this is a Christmas-based book, which I'm excited to say, like, this is our first 
Christmas special on the Harvest Growth Podcast. Another Should reason I put I'm on my Santa hat for you uh, with, with that help? Uh. <laughs> what a great way to celebrate. It's a, it's a great story again. We'll get into synopsis in a second. So you've got this book. It's in the public domain. You've recorded it on your own, got it you know, professionally mixed, et cetera. And it's going to be, obviously, or it is a great, great experience for the listener as well, but also a great story. Um, but tell us about the process. So how easy it is, or was it? Once you had it recorded, what'd you do next to get it ready for Audible? Well, first, first I had to find out for sure that it was in the public domain. And 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 I chose this story, and we'll get into more of that later, but I chose the story because I've had a lifelong love affair with this little book. You know, it, it, it's been part of my Christmas celebration for my whole life, right? And, and so I, I got this idea a few months ago and decided, well, well, what would it take to record an audiobook of that? And so that was step one, is I had to make sure it was public domain, that I didn't, you know, need to deal with a, a copyright holder. Uh, and once I did that, then, then I started looking through, uh, I actually went to the Audible site, and it referred me to some places. Um, but there's a, um, there's a, a website called acx.com, and that is where Audible kind of funnels all of its uh, all of its information for those that want to participate in an audiobook. And acx.com has all sorts of resources, not only for writers that want to have their book recorded and, and, and released through Audible, but would-be narrators, you know, people who want to be actors on, a, on an audiobook, right? Um, now, I'm, I'm doing all of it, with the exception of the mixing. Luckily, we've got a, a professional mixer making me sound better than I really am. Um, but, uh, the, the, the process is, first of all, you have to record the book, right? Record what you're, what you're doing. And ACX gives you the, the, the highs and the lows of, of decibel levels you want to be. And it gives you some suggestions. Um, I, I, I read a lot about the best way to put together a home, uh, studio. I don't have anything nearly as professional as Harvest Growth has, you know, you, you, you look fantastic with all of that stuff in the background. Um, Interestingly enough, I did my recording in uh, in a in a closet, <laughs> in a closet where I had enough a walk-in closet where I had enough room to set up a little desk, set up my microphone on a boom, and all the clothes in the closet acted as a muffler for both outside sound and uh, and echoes. Um, so it was kind of fun putting that together. As well. yeah, I'll just jump in really quick. So that's actually a great technique that's used by a lot of professional voiceover artists too. So, you know, in our video business, we hire a lot of voiceover artists. And to be honest, most of them, not most of them, maybe, I don't know, but a lot of them do that exact technique because, you know, soundproofing, you can put on your walls, et cetera, but clothing works extremely well. So the audio quality can be great. Again, an easy way to do it if you're looking to figure out how, how do I get my own recording done and make it sound professional. Yeah, and and I, I couldn't get my wife to to devote any of the rooms in the house that we actually use to make soundproof, right? So the closet worked well for domestic uh, tranquility as well. Um, but but once once I recorded once I recorded the the book and I and I went through a couple of takes and kind of took the best the best of, if you will, then I then I sent that to a professional mixer and uh, and and master person, and she's she's fantastic, and 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 that's. You could do that on your own, I suppose. Um, the, the software, Audacity software is what I use, but there are lots of softwares. Supposedly, you could figure that out. In, in my mind, that just seemed really tedious and, and, and more than I wanted to do. It made more sense. There's a professional who does this every day. I send it to them. 
um, and they mastered it. And then, uh, and then it's a matter of, of uploading the mastered completed files through the ACX uh, website to Audible, and they, you know, makes them they make it really easy. Uh, that ACX website gives you so much information, uh, almost overkill of information, but it but it really gives you step by step directions how to upload your files once they're ready. And then um, after after about a, a week or so of of review by Audible, well, it's it's it just happens to be up on Audible on Audible's catalog. So it's it's much easier than I expected it would be. I, I, I expected it would be tougher. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of it. So you could do this pretty inexpensively, right? So for mm -hmm. if you've got business owners that are on a on a budget, uh, you know, a little bit of equipment, a nice microphone, like you said, in a closet recording, and even the master mixer, it's not, it doesn't have to be that expensive, right? Finding a freelancer right. that can do some of that work for you, you can you can keep your budget fairly low for for this process. Absolutely, and uh, I, I think my I think my whole home studio microphone, good headphones, a boom for the microphone because I, I tend to use my hands a lot, as you can already tell. Um, I, I think the whole, I think I put the whole studio together for under 200 bucks. Yeah. You know, yeah. using, using a laptop that I was already using for something else. Um, it, really, it's not much to get, to get really high quality sound. Perfect. All right. So now it's, it's on audible and I want to send people to really to find that book. So again, the title of the book is "The Story of the Other Wise Man." Because it's out not out of print, what's the? It's in public domain, right? So because it's mm -hmm. in public domain, there are a couple others on there that are kind of low quality, been on there for a little while. But obviously, check out Brian's and just want it, when you search on Audible, Brian Bogus, and all this is in the show notes as well as a reminder. But but on Audible, look for the story of the other wise man, and then find the book from Brian Bogus. If you've got an Audible subscription, it's it's part of the plan. Just download it right away, or you can obviously purchase it as well. So let's jump into the story a little bit. So sure. uh, tell us for our audience is benefit if they haven't heard of it, or if they haven't heard the story for a while, what's it about? Well, it was it was written by uh, Henry Van Dyke, who who was uh, he, he was a, a writer, a minister, kind of a Renaissance man in the in the late eighteen hundreds, and it's the story of the fourth wise man. Everybody in the Christmas story talks about the three wise men that came and visited the baby Jesus uh, or the young child Jesus and uh, brought the gold and frankincense and myrrh. Well, this is the story of their friend who was supposed to meet them when they started their journey to follow the star. Okay. It's, it's fictional. We, we actually, historically, we don't know how many wise men there actually were. And frankly, there were probably some wise women that brought more practical gifts than gold and frankincense and myrrh. Uh, but, um, but, but the story, um, the, it, it talks about a man named Artaban. Okay, who is this fourth wise man? And Artaban has been watching the stars with his three friends, and they're they're you know they're magi, they're they're you know followers of Zoroaster uh, somewhere in Persia, and he becomes convinced that the sign is being given that the king of the Jews is about to be born, and so he sells everything he has and buys three great gifts: a ruby, a sapphire, and a pearl. Okay, and and he intends to take those three gifts to the king, um, to this this child when he when he gets there. Well, uh, one thing after another happens, and he gets diverted from his quest. He has he has a ten day ride uh, from where his his home is 
to where he's supposed to meet his companions. And he gets within three hours of that and comes upon um, a, a dying man in the, in the road. And he's got three hours still to ride before midnight when they're going to leave. But he knows if he leaves this man, the man's going to die, right? So he, he wrestles with himself. Finally, he stops and he, he, he nurses this man to help through the night. Well, he gets back on his horse the next morning and, and goes to the meeting place and his companions are gone. And they've left him a note saying, you know, follow us. Come on. But, you know, he's got a spent horse. He's got no food and water. And so, unfortunately, he has to sell one of his gifts to, uh, uh, you know, to, to buy a pack of camels and to set out across. Well, he gets to Bethlehem and he gets there too late. The, the child and his family have, have left. Um, well, I don't want to tell the whole story, but, but they're, they're, the, the, the point is it's, it's his quest to find the king and everywhere he goes, he's always just a little bit behind until the very end. And it's a very touching thing. He actually happens to be in Jerusalem uh, when Jesus is about to be crucified. And at that point, he still has one of his great jewels, one of his gifts. But again, he's presented with a choice. Does he use the gift to help somebody or does he save it and try and find the king? And he makes the right choice, okay? He never, he never does find the king, but at the very end of his life, the king finds him. And it's, uh, it, it's really just one of the most touching, touching stories. Um, I, I grew up hearing my grandmother tell the story every Christmas. And she was she was a very talented performer, and you know she she <clears throat> the voices and the uh, the cadences and and just the focus on on the beauty of the language just really touched me. And and then my mother did the same thing when my when my grandma was taken too early. Um, and I guess this is my my chance to pick up the baton and tell the story uh, a little bit more technologically uh, than than uh, than my grandma or mom did. And, and to share it with a wider audience. It's just a beautiful story. It, it is. And it's a, it's a great Christmas story that I think a lot of people haven't heard of or haven't listened to back in the day. As you mentioned, it's a, it's a very old story. So I think it was very popular for a, period of, a long period of time, but less so, it's just less known now. But it's a great story that I encourage everyone to, to certainly check out on Audible. And again, a reminder, it's the story of the other wise man. And Brian Boggess is the the... Not the author, but the the reader of this, um, the, the so, narrator or the performers. The yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, and you know, it, it, it's interesting, John. Part of the reason why I decided to do this is is I listened to the other audio books, and I just I just was yeah. saddened by how they were yeah. butchered. <laughs> by I, I mean, you know, good voices, all of that sort of stuff, but just ah, just missed the soul of the book, and that's what I tried to convey with my narration. You know, and it's, I, I just completed another podcast interview, which will be published later with another, uh, in, in, with an inventor who he talked about how he's like, I wasn't really an inventor. I took an existing technology and I improved it and took it to a new market, which I'm like that, well, that is invention, right? And we'll get to that story later on, but this is very similar, right? So if anyone has the curiosity even to do this, if you always dreamt of doing an audiobook, find a book that's in public domain. So if it's, you know, it's, I, I again, I can't encourage this audience anymore to create, you know, your own story about your expertise to drive business, right? So to help that 
beyond that though, too, if you've got a fun story that's pretty old and you'd love to share it, it's a pretty easy, easy way to go. Relatively speaking, takes a lot of work to get it done, but it's something that anybody can do right with the, the right Absolutely. Uh, coaching. And, 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 and here's something interesting. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm sure you're on top of this, but I don't know if your audience knows this. Um, in 2021, the audiobook market in the United States was $1.6 billion. That's a sizable market. Yeah. When, when, when you figure we're talking $10, $15 a pop, that's a lot of audiobooks. And, and you know, a lot of those are, are in the cheaper side of things. Mine, mine is priced a lot cheaper than that. But um, that's a huge market. And it's, and it's growing dramatically every year. You know, um, people, maybe people aren't sitting down and reading books as much as they used to, but they always have their phones with them and, and they're, they're, they're listening increasingly, uh, to, to audiobooks. And so it's a, it's kind of an exciting growing market to be a part of. Agreed. Absolutely. I think it's a phenomenal opportunity as well. And this is certainly a fun story. Brian, is there anything I didn't ask you that you wanted to share with our audience? You know, just uh, I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and wish uh, wish uh, John and uh, the LeClaire family and the Harvest Growth family all a, a very Merry Christmas and a, and a Happy New Year. Thank you. Same to you and yours. We certainly wish our audience a very Merry Christmas as well this Christmas season. And what a great way to celebrate. Check out Brian's book on Audible. Uh, again, the details are all in the show notes. Uh, and please, uh, if you have any questions, reach out to us in our show as well at harvestgrowth.com, where you can find this and other podcasts as well. Brian, thanks again. Hey, thank you, John. 